0: Big game tomorrow, if you haven't heard, in college football between Ohio State and Notre Dame, two of the top ten teams in the country. Last year, this game was played the first week of the season, and the Buckeyes kind of escaped with one. This year, two squads meet again. It's week four. I do think, and we'll ask Brendan, but Brendan Gulick's going to join us here from Buckeyes now, uh, part of the Fan Nation SI sites and uh, listen like I think last week was a big thing was a was the big test for, for not a big test I should say but was kind of the litmus test for where this team is at. If these two teams have played in week one I'd probably be a little bit more worried about it. Now going in tomorrow I feel a little bit better. Now spreads only three still could be a close game still two good teams but we'll see. Let's invite in our guest for the night. He joins us on the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline to talk about said game. Brendan Gulick covers the Ohio State Buckeyes for Buckeyes Now, part of the Fan Nation Sports Illustrated sites. Brendan, appreciate your time, my man. Thanks for stopping by.
1: It channel some good omens tonight. So uh went out to dinner with my wife and my brother-in-law, Zach, and his wife, Natalie, and went over and grabbed some, uh, grabbed some uh, Buckeye ice cream afterwards. Ah, like there you somehow go. find a way. This, this like Irish guy that I am, trying to figure out a way to channel the <laughs> Scarlet and Gray
0: here tonight. Yeah, that's like an existential crisis. You're Irish, but you you, you want the Buckeyes <laughs> to win, so you're trying to get the Buckeye ice cream, trying to cancel it out a little bit. I like it though. I like where your head's at with so, it. Well, go
1: I'm ahead. I'm telling you, man, it's it's going to be as fun a game I think as I've ever been at. I I hope the The actual physical result of the game, you know, I'd I'd like Ohio State to win, but um, I I hope it's going to be one of those environments. There, when they, you know, made the trip to South Bend, and it's uh, (laughs) the cheapest get-in price right now is eight hundred and eighty dollars. It's the most expensive ticket in college football this year. Uh, by comparison, last year the national championship you could get in for 150 bucks, so it uh, should be a lot of fun.
0: Let me ask you this, Brendan: um, Going into this game, we know Notre Dame is obviously a pretty good team themselves, but I thought Ohio State kind of last week against Western Michigan or Western Kentucky, excuse me, uh, finally sort of turned the corner in terms of feeling like they were in rhythm. Kyle McCord looked like he was a lot more comfortable, not having to worry about the quarterback battle sort of looming over his head anymore. The Buckeyes seem to be in a better spot. What do they have to worry about though from the Notre Dame side of things that gives you a little bit of pause and to just take the Buckeyes sort of like easily here.
1: Yeah, I mean they're in a way better spot for sure. I'm glad they're playing this game in week four as opposed to last year where, you know, this obviously was the opener Um, there are two areas of of some concern in my opinion uh for a Notre Dame team that I think is very very good. This is probably the best team they've had in in a good little while here um, they've got you know more than just competent quarterback play. Sam Hartman is having an outstanding season he's playing in his fiftieth career game tomorrow so I, I don't expect Sam Hartman to make any really stupid mistakes. Um,
0: hmm. I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw him on hole real quick. Mackenzie, can you just check and see if he's there? We're just having some issues. I think it's breaking up. Um We were we uh he's talking about Sam Hartman. I'm in I am in awe by the way that Sam Hartman is still playing football. He's 24 years old. Don't like who was that guy a couple weeks ago? There was like a football player who's like 27 or something like that, and they're like, dude, it's time to go get a job. That's what I kind of I, I know it's kind of the the uh, the aftermath of COVID, and this is kind of what we're getting, but it is wild that he's 24 still playing football. In college. All right, I think we're good, Brennan, You you, you got us.
1: Oh, I got you. I could hear you the whole time. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, all good. A
0: bad spot. All good.
1: No, I, I mean, look, yeah, Sam Hartman's been playing forever, and um, I just I'd be really surprised if he made a bad mistake. Uh, in terms of like critical areas of concern, their offensive line is probably the best offensive line Ohio State's going to see all year, until Michigan, and and maybe even including Michigan. Um, and Ohio State's defensive line has been reasonably good, but certainly not you know this incredible unit that we're used to seeing so if notre dame could control the line of scrimmage on the offensive side i think ohio state is going to have a a real dogfight. uh and and sort of parlayed into that audrey gaston is an outstanding running back he's a tank um he's really hard to tackle and i don't know that he's got top line speed but he's a legit nfl prospect in my opinion too and you know if if Notre Dame can establish a run and can keep Ohio State's defensive line at bay it could be a tough day you know i, I don't know that i go into this game as an ohio state fan feeling you know overconfident that things are going to just roll their way notre dame is very capable of winning this game and in my opinion if the offensive line does a really good job and if estime gets going early that's going to be a sign for Ohio State fans, that it's going to be a, a sweaty palms kind of night.
0: Talk with Brendan Gulick, of course, a colleague of ours here at 92. Through the fan covers the Buckeyes for Buckeyes Now, part of the Sports Illustrated Fan Nation site. Um, Brendan, when it comes to the Buckeyes offense, who do you think is going to be more important to them winning tomorrow? Is it going to be Kyle McCord or... Is it going to be that run game, sort of the three-headed monster that they've developed here with Trevion Henderson, Maya Williams, and obviously Trainum, who have all been very, very good so far the first three weeks of the season?
1: I I probably lean McCord's direction um, just because I I want to see what Kyle can do on, you know, not just a big stage, an enormous stage. Um, You know, he's obviously had three starts this year. It's his fifth start of his career if you if you lump in the spot start he had against Akron a little while back you know this is the first chance for him to go play in a game where literally everybody's watching and you know this is going to be a tough environment I know it's not a huge stadium but that stadium can get pretty loud and um he's got a lot on his shoulders right now I look I've said it a lot I think Kyle is an nfl quarterback in the making i don't know that i would say he's a first round draft pick let's see how his career plays out but he's got the arm he's got the size he's got the work habits um everything i'm hearing about kyle mccord is that this kid is you know certainly going to be a a professional quarterback uh let's just go see if he can you know if he can light it up and become cj stroud or justin fields only time will tell um, but this is his first test in improving in to the country, like, hey, look, I know what it looked like against Indiana. As a group, we were clunky. I know what it looked like against Youngstown State. As a group, they were fine, but they didn't blow out Youngstown State because there's this stupid, astronomically high expectation for Ohio State where, you know, if you don't beat somebody by a 100, there's something wrong. And if you do, well, good. You were supposed to. and Nobody yeah. appreciates the effort. Um, I, I really think Kyle – has a chance to show that he can have a big game tomorrow. Um, He did a great job on, on Saturday last weekend when he lost the fumble and the strip sack early in the game of sort of putting his foot in the ground and saying, okay, enough. And, you know, last week he was 19 of 23 for 318 yards and three touchdowns. I mean, if he puts up numbers like that, it could be a long day for Notre Dame.
0: Yeah, how far do you how how much stock do you think a win like this would would go for Ohio State in terms of the rankings? Because we've seen them just kind of steadily fall over the last couple of weeks. But also, you know, last week you get some some of these top teams also getting a little bit of uh, run into some scares. Florida State almost lost to Boston College. Obviously, Georgia took them a little bit to kind of pull away from South uh, Carolina. So, what do you think this does in terms of the respect that they would get? In terms of maybe where they would climb to in the rankings or where they end up?
1: Oh, man, I think it does everything. I mean, here's the flip side. You want to be J.J. McCarthy right now in Michigan? J.J. McCarthy threw three interceptions against Bowling Green last week. You know, and I don't hear the stuff nationally bragging on him the same way that, I, that I've heard on Kyle McCork for the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, you could certainly make an argument that if Ohio State wins this game, that it's the best win in the country for them so far across the season. I, I don't know that I would 100% agree with that, but you could make an argument for it. Obviously, Texas's win over Alabama isn't yeah. looking quite as impressive as Alabama has struggled a little bit, uh, and and you know Florida State had a huge win early in the year too at, against LSU. But this this is the kind of game and the kind of environment where you've got two teams that are unquestionably in the hunt for the college football playoff. Uh, to your point, Spence, I mean there's more parity this year in college football than there's been in a you know a, a good number of years. It's not just Hey, here's this tier with Georgia, Ohio State, and Bama, and then like seven other teams that are decent. It's no, there's probably like 11 or 12 teams that are legitimately capable of making the playoff, and these are two of them. And this could be a just season defining win if you can pick up a, a win against a quality opponent like this and stay in it and one of the hunted the rest of the way because you're going to be viewed as one of the premier teams in the nation. So, yeah, I, I think. Uh, Look, man, I don't know where the polls are going to come out, but the team that wins this game, I could absolutely see them being top three in the country. A
0: few more minutes with Brendan Gulick, at Brendan Gulick 22 on Twitter. Uh, Lima had a take this week. I don't know if you heard this or not, but he said that beating Notre Dame is more important to him than beating, and this is coming from a guy who obviously went to Ohio State, than beating Michigan because he, his reasoning was this. Michigan, he always knew was going to eventually be good again. Like he, he wasn't naive enough to think that they were always going to just be able to dominate Michigan. And he said, Notre Dame, you're like, Ohio state always has to beat them. Like y- you can't lose to Notre Dame. So when you look at it that way, do you have any at all? Does any ounce of you agree with, with Lima that Notre Dame is a bigger game coming up here on the schedule than, than the Michigan game later in the season?
1: Yeah. I, I just, I don't know. if I can totally get behind that. I guess <laughs> I see what he's—I I see what he's getting at. He's trying like to stir time. the
0: pot on morning radio, is what he was trying to do. <laughs> no
1: way. I don't believe it. Um, no, look. I mean, I—I I, I understand the concept that Ohio State is supposed to win this game because Notre Dame has struggled against Ohio State historically, both literally head to head, and then also in some recruiting battles and things like that. I mean, you got two schools that that geographically fit in the same footprint and they should play in the same conference and you know obviously for plenty of reasons we don't need to get into they they don't um but ohio state is clearly viewed as the better program than notre dame is and the irish are trying to change that and frankly i think they're closing the gap a little bit marcus freeman's doing a great job there um i i just i don't know as an ohio state fan I guess I understand where Lima's at, but, like, beating Michigan is way more important to me than beating Notre Dame because I'd be really interested to see if he changes his tune, uh, Lima in particular, if if Ohio State, let's say they lose tomorrow, but turn around and beat Michigan later in the year. Does he still feel the same way? That's, yeah. that, that's kind of where I'm at with it.
0: That's fair. That's a fair way to look at it. I did get a chance to ask you the last time that we were on together – about Ryan it was right before week one and I, I wanted to, I, I wanted to and we ran out of time. But just about Ryan Day in the future. And we're sitting here talking about like, hey, if they win this game tomorrow, great. Like what it means for them in the standings in terms of getting more of that respect back because they've kind of dropped in the standings. But on the flip side of that, like if they lose, what what like what is gonna be said? What is the how much pressure then is on Ryan Day? Because this is the reason I want you to read on this too, Brendan, is cause this is an interesting situation because I was of the belief when the season started, like, no matter what happens this year, if they lose two games, if they lose to Michigan again, and that's just Michigan again, and they miss the playoff or whatever, I don't think they're going to force Ryan Day out, A, because you have an AD who's obviously, and, and Gene Smith, who's obviously on his way out, and I don't think he wants his legacy to be like, well, I fired the guy who's been getting us close to championships the last couple years, and if it doesn't work out, like, then that's on him. Um, I think he just wants his legacy to be what his legacy is. And then on top of that, like, we get playoff expansion next year, and Ohio State will make it essentially every year from here on out if the, if the playoff stays at 12 or if it, once the playoff goes to 12 teams. So I kind of look at it as, like, I think he's kind of safe no matter what, but I know there's a lot of people, and we know how passionate people are about this team and especially beating Michigan. Like, what does a loss to Notre Dame do for that conversation, you think?
1: Well, I think Ryan Day's seat was hot day He took the job. Uh, and I say that because that's that's the level of expectation that there is around Ohio State football. You have to win. Like, Ryan Day even leans into that publicly. Losing's not okay around here. He said that all the time. Um, I don't know that losing to Notre Dame puts his job in further jeopardy because Ohio State's not going to get blown out tomorrow. I just can't envision that. So maybe some of this, if we're being as, like, you know, factual as we can. Maybe some of this depends on, like, literally how does the game look. Um, but Ohio State's not going to get railroaded on the national scene. So it's not like all of a sudden Ryan Day's going to get run out of town if, you know, if they lose. I mean, let's be realistic here. He's, what, what is he 48 or 49 and 6, and, and his losses have been, you know, one to Clemson in a game that the Buckeyes felt like they got jobbed. Uh, last year against Georgia, where Ohio State felt like it got jobbed when Marvin Harrison was was yeah. knocked out for targeting that was picked up, they've had two bad losses to Michigan, and those matter. But, like, can you realistically think of, of situations where he should have been better consistently? I, I, I don't expect perfection out of him. I think he is absolutely the right guy. By the way, just got a 5% raise. He's making $10 bucks a year. There is no way. Gene Smith is going to fire Ryan Day if Gene is firing. Now, where I think the seat is hot, college athletics is a funky business, and whoever the next athletic director that comes in wants to leave his mark on the program. And if that person doesn't have full faith and confidence in Ryan Day, then I think you can maybe make an argument there where Ryan needs to, to make sure that things are you know, are, are damn near perfect. But I mean, it, there is not an athletic director in the country that could have taken a job at Alabama and fired Nick Saban no. if Nick Saban would have had a three loss season. Like it never would have yeah. happened. I, I'm not putting Ryan Day quite on that pedestal, but man, if you want to if you want to get rid of the guy that's guided this program three of the last four years to the college football playoff, he's had a Heisman finalist every year. Like. Come on, let's be realistic here. And to your point, they're going to the playoff pretty much every year. So I I just – I don't buy that. I really don't.
0: All right. Uh, We're up against it, Brendan, but last 30 seconds here. I can't let you leave without giving us a prediction for the game tomorrow. What's your final score?
1: So I'm going to go 34-24 Ohio State. I Mm. think it's 27-24 late in the game. And the Buckeyes manufacture a a late-game ceiling touchdown drive – uh, somewhere along the way in the last few minutes. Uh, I don't think Notre Dame is going to have multiple lengthy scoring drives where they march down the field. I think at least one of their touchdowns comes when they get a short field, uh, but I think Ohio State looks like the better team tomorrow and I, I think they win by 10. Um, looking forward to it, man. It's going to be a ton of fun. For anybody that's looking for Ohio State coverage this weekend, BuckeyesNow.com is the written home. we got all the latest news and info. There are plenty of highlights posted tomorrow. Uh, we do a pregame at and post-game podcast that we'll do live uh, from Notre Dame Stadium. Um, you can get the Buckeye Breakdown podcast wherever you like to find your favorite podcast, and we uh, we're, we stream live on YouTube as well. So lots of different ways to do that. Buckeyesnow.com is your home for Ohio State stuff.
0: You did my job for me. I was going to plug the site and everything. He's <laughs> Brendan Gulick, covers the Buckeyes, as you said, for Buckeyesnow.com. Follow him again on Twitter, at Brendan BrendanGulick22, and again, he'll be there live Covering all the action for you. Brennan, always appreciate the time, brother. Safe travels to Notre Dame tomorrow and let's hope they uh they bring back a W.